Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash bradybros and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash bradybros. Hello and welcome to the Brady Bros Boston Sports Podcast, where we cover everything in the Boston sports world. My name is James Brady, and alongside me, my brother Nicholas, say hello. Hello, everybody. Today is Monday, February 10th, and this is episode 45. No icing for the first time in 39 years. The Boston Bruins have won the Stanley Cup. And we are going to start off today's show with the Boston Red Sox, who, and I mean, oh boy, have they had by far the most interesting week, despite not playing a single game. I don't know what it is about Boston teams. We just do not do the offseason very well. Uh, it seems like there's always something, and sure enough, this week, we knew it was coming. I literally called it last week, I'm pretty sure. I said he was gone by the end of the week, or the week before that, don't remember. Uh, Mookie Betts and David Price are headed to LA for honestly two guys I've never heard of their names are here in the document and James wrote them down but I still couldn't tell you much about them we got Alex Verdugo and Jeter Downs am I pronouncing that first one right yeah you got yes Alex Verdugo big big namer big namer from the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers outfield that no one cares about (laughs) just kidding guys sucks it would have been hard enough just seeing Mookie Betts and David Price go, but of course there was some hang-up with, I don't what was the initial thing? The initial thing was a, a physical or something, right? Someone had some medical issues? So Am I wrong in thinking that? There's two ways I can go about this. I can either break it down, like go into it a lot, or just kind of graze over it. Which one do you want? Go into it a lot. We don't have a lot of content this week. Okay, so basically, th- yes, you're correct in saying that the physicals is what this whole deal got hung up on, but the kind of theory, the working theory right now is that the Boston Red Sox organization saw how poorly everyone reacted to this move. And this is basically confirmed that they actually put like a pause on the deal because the reaction was so awful. But the idea is that they just used like, oh, we don't like, you know, what turned up in his, uh, in his, medical report and use that as an excuse to prolong the deal but as it stands we don't really know if there were actually any issues with it that's just kind of the working theory right now so yeah we went on a crazy week of they announced the Mookie bets in price trade and then it was pending physicals and everyone's like hmm wonder if something's going to happen with these something did which was really weird so they kind of took a step back and then By the end of the week, Minnesota looked like it was going to be out of the deal, but not out of the deal, but back in the deal. But I don't actually know if they ended up being a part of the final deal. So it was just a crazy week. And the worst part of it all is as the week went on, it felt a little bit more like Mookie Betts might just stay in Boston. And then boom, right at the end of the week, they ship him off. Yeah. And I mean, that can't be, that's not 
not easy for you know us as fans to get down to the team and then to the individual players for Mookie Betts and David Price not knowing really what team you're on throughout the week, especially one week before spring training starts or spring training started actually, I think, right? So pitchers and catchers report tomorrow as we're recording this. Uh, it would be today if you're listening on Tuesday. So yeah, pitchers and catchers have to be there on Tuesday, tomorrow. So for a whole week, they didn't really know where to go. And we're talking like spring training games start in 11 days. The first game for the Red Sox is February 21st. Yeah, and so the just to go back a little bit, all position players are to report to spring training by the 16th of February. That it, At least that's what it says on the Red Sox calendar. But this is the thing. Well, news of the trade like being agree- agreed upon pending physicals broke on Monday night, I believe. Tuesday night? I know you texted me. I forget which night it was exactly. Let's take a look. It was either Monday or Tuesday. It happened within so earlier in the week, hours basically, of us recording. I'm pretty sure, yeah. or like 36, maybe. The trade gets announced on social media, but since no, the trade Tuesday night, Tuesday night, Tuesday sorry. night, the trade gets announced on social media and stuff, which is pro- probably one of the biggest mistakes that happened in this whole ordeal. But the players weren't informed ever because they weren't technically traded yet. So Mookie Betts can like see online that he has been traded, apparently but hasn't been notified that he's been traded, which is really bad, I feel like. And the, just the media I mean, coverage of this ha- entire... happens in every sport now. I mean, Like, yeah. there's multiple accounts of NBA players figure, like going on Twitter and be like, wait, what? Like, I'm not on this team anymore. Oh, so yeah, or players finding out, com- find out they've been traded, like, mid-game and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, like, whole teams finding out. Yeah, I mean, this is commonplace now with the insane amount of media coverage we get. And honestly... It's not fair to the players. There's something needs to be done about it. You should not be, you know, casually scrolling through your Twitter burner and then figure out you're traded. Yeah, it's it's tough. But so basically where we lie as of now is there's a different deal agreed upon for Mookie Betts and David Price to be sent to L.A. pending physicals. Uh, I'm guessing those would go through like a breeze, though. So we will be receiving... Yes, the illustrious Alex Verdugo and Jeter Downs. But basically, I'm going to go back again. The situation the Red Sox are in is so bad right now. So, like I said, pitchers and catchers report tomorrow as we're recording this. The Red Sox have not named a manager. Uh, we haven't re-signed Brock Holt in all of Biggest this. Biggest mistake. Big, Honestly, bigger mistake than Trey Mookie. Yeah. Maybe not, but... Yeah, uh, I'm just biased because he's my favorite player. But yeah, uh, we need a manager. We do <laughs> need a manager. We need a manager. We need a Brock Holt. We need a lot of things. We need to bring Mookie back at the end of the season. <laughs> do you want to talk about that for a minute? Uh, well, let's sli- let's slip in casually a little bit of good news. The Red Sox did re-sign Andrew Benatendi to a two-year deal. That is true. As, to avoid as of last night or yesterday. To avoid, years. I think, two arbitration years. So he'll still have another arbitration at like the end of it all. But I think this kind of takes care of his next two years. So we're locking up. Basically, we locked up every other piece of this team except for the best player, one of our best pitchers, and then the city's favorite player. Yeah, so you bring up a good point, James. The trade was to basically just offload the salary and get under the luxury ca- uh, luxury tax like we've been talking about for the majority of this offseason. But 
Mookie De- Betts still has one year on his deal, so he's not a free agent yet. So he will go into free agency at the end of this year. And if he was expressing his 100% certainty of going into free agency with the Red Sox, I assume it will be the same at his at year end with the Dodgers. So Mookie Betts will be a free agent in 10 months or 11 months, I guess. No, nine months. Sorry. I don't know how to do math. That's all right. But yes, you are correct. Basically so, after October. Yeah, so he will become, I, I have to assume, like if he had his heart set on going to free agency, even with this team that apparently he loves, loves the city, all, I mean, that's a bunch of stuff we don't really need to get into. But basically, it just showed he had an intention to go to free agency, regardless of where he was this season. So assuming he pursues that, the Red Sox for this season should be under the luxury tax. And I mean, let's be honest, we're talking about a $6.6 billion organization. They can afford to give him the money he wants. And the more that this week progressed, the more I kind of looked back at what Mookie's done, what he can do and how young he is. I think we we got to give him a good offer. And I think the Red Sox are going to do the classic. We'll give him something that we think is okay. So it's kind of like a cop out where they can say, well, we tried, but they they have the money and realize that he is such a good player that you are making a really big mistake by letting him walk forever. Yeah, I mean, the fact that they, that, well, let's say that possibly part of them rescinding the trade had to do with the media uproar this stemmed, I guess. Uh, I just use a lot of words that I'm not really sure what the meaning are in that sentence. No, I think they got together, though. They, they worked. Continue. Yeah, but considering the... The media uproar, like I just said, that's insane that they would even consider this. So it does show they are listening and they, you've got to think they're already thinking about a deal for him. Like, obviously, pending how well he does this year and, you know, uh, among other factors, maybe who we pick up throughout the year, God, Lord knows, maybe the Dodgers will trade him. I have no idea. Probably not, but they're just really desperate for a title, I think. Yeah, well, they just got two really big pieces, to be fair. But no, the the magnitude of this, where people are looking back and comparing... First of all, Mookie Betts, in his like last four seasons, has basically done better than any Red Sox that's ever existed, ever. Has been quoted to be basically on a fast track to become the greatest statistical Red Sox player ever, and is being compared to the Babe Ruth trade, where Babe Ruth is widely regarded as one of the greatest players in all of baseball's history and we just let that guy go that man called a home run he, i mean apparently but yes he called a home Supposedly. run he also was a pitcher and hit 700 home runs like i <laughs> un, just incomprehensible i mean i think i think we're a little early in the mookie betts career to be to be talking stuff like He's that but you're right he, he was He's going so to go young. he was going to go down as one of the greatest Red Sox players of all time. Yeah. So you got to think they're, they're going to offer him something. I'm confident in that. Oh, I'm, I'm sure they'll give him an offer. Like I said before, I just think it'll be something where he's asking for 12 years, 420 will counter with, you know, 11 years, three, whatever, and just not even be close. But that's just because that's how the last couple deals have been. Um, moving forward, um, we don't really need to dive into the luxury tax too much. That's just basically been a hot topic. Like, get under the luxury tax. I don't really want to dive into that too much because it gets really statistically confusing as you look at it more and more. But 
Basically, to sum it up, luxury tax, if you go over it, you get taxed a penalty for how much you're spending as well as how much you went over the luxury tax. And then as you continue, like if you go above it several years in a row, the penalties increase rapidly. So it's like from 20% one year to 30% the next year to 50% the year after that. So understandable why the Red Sox want to get under that luxury tax. But basically, if they're under this year, that all resets for 2021. So bring okay, so we can just Mookie go over next year. back. We will now move into the Boston Celtics who are, you know, getting ready for that all-star break, a much needed break, I guess, for in terms, I'd not much needed in terms of they've been losing, but you know, it's a long season. Be nice to get some time off for some of the players. That being said, a couple, like we have mentioned previous, Kemba Walker, Jason Tatum will be at the all-star game participating in that. Jason Tatum will also be defending his title in the skills challenge this week or this week, this year, since he won it last year. Yep. On a half-court shot against Trey Young. Excited to see him in that setting once again. The Celtics do have two more games before the All-Star break. Tomorrow as a recording, so Tuesday against the Rockets, and then home Thursday versus the Clippers. And then it is a week without regularly scheduled NBA games. Uh, the break is from Thursday to Thursday. If you care, the actual All-Star game is on Sunday, and it has all the new rules, which I'm sure you have have heard all about do you want to go through those quick uh i have no clue what the rules are i think the the only thing that's really changed uh is the fourth quarter uh it has a nice dedication to kobe bryant where basically i don't know how this actually worked but they take some cumulative point total and then they add 24 to it to represent kobe bryant's number 24 uh, and that is like what the final score of the the fourth quarter is going to be. Like they just play to that number. So if you want to look it up and get like more specific with it, feel free. But when I read through, it was very confusing. So I don't think me just explaining it on air is going to make it any better. Uh, basically, at the end of the third quarter, they add they like they won't add it to their score, but whatever the highest team has, add twenty four to that. That's what the winning score will be. So the first team to get to that score. Okay. Basically, so for the team that's ahead, it's only 24 points. For the team that's behind it, whatever, they're behind plus 24. Whatever, they just have to get. So say at the end of the third quarter, it's 195. The team that is up at 100 would win at 124. So they have to score 24 points. The team that's at 95 would have to score 29 to win to get to 124. That. There's also, like, within the quarters, I believe, I don't know how exactly this works. It's either the highest score. Whoever puts up the highest score in the quarter gets to pick a charity to donate X amount of money to, and then the fourth quarter is worth more. Or it's whoever's up at the end of the quarter, but I don't think that makes as much sense because it's like a game within the game, kind of. Like, you try to win the quarter so you can donate to your charity. Okay, I, I did not that's see that, but so, that, that's a good idea. I like that. A little bit of extra stuff in the All-Star game. And then, of course, the dunk and three-point contest. I don't know who who are in those, though, so we will not get into that. But as mentioned pretty much every week on this podcast, Jason Tatum, he's still really good. And uh, his name has even been thrown around in the MVP conversation uh, every week, NBA.com. I don't know if it's the same guy. I have the, I have the articles open here. Every week, someone produces an article basically ranking the the MVP ladder. And again, it's it's only February, so it is a little early for this conversation. But it should start picking up, especially after the All-Star break. 
and my page isn't loading here. Uh, I want to see. I just want to see if it's the same guy, uh, and it doesn't say. Perfect. Wonderful. But this week, as of February seventh, author who put out this week's Kia MVP ladder has Jason Tatum sitting around the ninth spot. I guess this is below. You know, LeBron James, Giannis, uh, Jimmy Butler is actually in the conversation. Jokic, uh, Nikola Jokic. Pardon me. Uh, Luka Doncic, Damian Lillard, Anthony Davis, guys like that are ahead of Tatum. But it, it's it's interesting that I guess not interesting that he's entered the conversation. It's it's really encouraging. He definitely deserves it. I think I don't see any chance of him winning with guys like LeBron and Giannis and uh, Luka. You know, guys the league goes crazy for over. But Jason Tatum is quickly establishing establishing himself as one of the best players in this league. Yeah, and I think it's more about just the message that it sends with him being elected, first of all, to the All-Star game, and second of all, being mentioned as one of the leaders, I mean, leaders being number nine, but in the MVP, like, in the conversation even, is incredible. He's 21 years old. He's still so young. He's playing by far the best season of basketball he has played all in this entire three-year career and just even to be mentioned i think should be an honor in the uh in the mvp conversation i do agree with you that there's most likely no way that he surpasses players like lebron like Giannis, uh that the league just loves more than anything on this world but i do think that this just kind of shows that he is not here to mess around he is here to play very high level basketball and he's gonna get it done coming down the stretch here yeah uh Kemba Walker is also in that conversation sitting sitting around the top 15 I guess if you will uh the like the 11 through 15 aren't ranked it's like here's another five guys that could be in the conversation and I was quickly going back and looking at the schedule uh of previous games for the Celtics because they've been on a bit of a roll and I was correct they have won every game this month so far which is only five but still five game winning streak going into tomorrow night they actually Flash have two tonight. more one before the month. So they're on a seven-game winning streak right now. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I meant just for February. Oh, they're on okay. a seven-game winning streak currently, and they've won, what is that? That's eight. Ten of their last 11. So they're definitely definitely so putting in that work. for the Celtics. Uh, hopefully they can continue this momentum up until the All-Star break. You know, get that time off. Get some rest. They've been, they've been at it for, what, four straight three straight months here now just about and i mean also uh quickly taking a look at the standings despite being on a seven game win streak right now the raptors blowing us out of the water being on a current 14 game win streak uh so we are sitting at third in the east real quick we'll give you that rundown so milwaukee in first toronto in second back six and a half us in third back eight Miami Heat sitting in fourth, 11 back. Philadelphia 76ers, 13 back. Uh, Pacers at 14 and a half back. And then seventh place, Brooklyn Nets, 21 and a half back. And eighth place, Orlando Magic, 23 and a half back. But each kind of week, it's looking like it's getting a little more decided. I mean, granted, there's only two and a half games between us and Toronto and three games between us and Miami, but we're kind of distancing ourselves from especially that seven and eight spot. But even like the sixth, we're now six and a half games ahead of so we're definitely looking to come in to the all-star break strong and hopefully continue on holding that higher ranking in the east and uh really just 
just keep playing as well as the Celtics have been. It's been a lot of fun to watch them recently. That will wrap up the Celtics portion of this podcast. Before we flip it to the other half of the TD Garden, a quick word from a sponsor. And we will get into the other half of the TD Garden with the Boston Bruins, who are currently the top team in the NHL, leading the Capitals by three points at the moment. So we're looking good despite just losing to the worst team in the Detroit Red Wings. In the, the Detroit Wings. The Detroit, the Detroit Wings. Red Wings <laughs> yesterday and a disappointing one to three loss. But other than that, we're just going to kind of put that out of sight, out of mind. And the Bruins are playing really, really well. They are. It was the second game of a back-to-back uh, in a week where they had four games all in segments of like back-to-back, if that makes sense. So Tuesday, Wednesday games, and then Saturday, Sunday games. There was actually less than 24 hours between the Saturday, Sunday games. They played at 3 p.m. in Boston on Saturday, and then they played in Detroit at 12.30 p.m. on Sunday. So you're talking like 21 hours with travel. Despite that, they didn't look they I don't think they lost this game because they were, you know, not in shape enough or, you know, not hustling enough, that type of thing. The the Red Wings legitimately played a very good game of hockey and the Bruins just couldn't find the net. They had many opportunities and they just failed to get it past the Red Wing goaltender. Uh, that being said, it was a very close game up until the end, two to one. Uh, and then, you know, Detroit buries the empty netter with I think it was about a minute left maybe a little bit more uh, to kind of seal the deal there but you know they've won the last three or four despite that that little hiccup and like you said number one team in the NHL and that means even if the Capitals play tonight when we're recording when you're listening tomorrow on Tuesday they're still going to be the number one team in the NHL they can't get leapfrogged overnight and I see no signs of slowing down honestly a pretty slow week this week so they can kind of get some rest in which is Good one game on Wednesday against the Montreal Canadiens and then back-to-back to uh, next weekend as well with the Red Wings again and then the people up here, the New York Rangers on Sunday. Yeah, and like you said, I mean, it has been a, a, a good week overall winning three of the last four despite the fact that we did drop one to probably one of the worst teams. But The worst and, team. Oh, They've the won 14 team. games all year. Oh, that's awful. Negative 95 goal differential. Yeah, that's really bad. Anyways, uh, getting into some of, the, some of the more positive highlights from this week. Charlie McAvoy, after all this time, after I believe it was 56 games? So going back I, I to last sure, so season, you. finally Over half the season. His first goal of the season in overtime to beat the Chicago Blackhawks in the 50-whatever figure I pulled was from the broadcast. So I might be remembering it wrong. But he hasn't scored in a, a good, real long good time. time to get your first goal of the year. Yeah, so it came in overtime, buried one to win it. A lot of controversy surrounding the existence of said overtime, but we're not going to dive into that because we don't care, and we won the game. Uh, that was a highlight. One of the low lights, I guess, would be David Posternock has now fallen to third in the league in goals with 38 behind Ovi and Austin Matthews. He has one goal in his last seven games, which goes back to before the All-Star break. Yeah, a little bit of slowdown here for David Posternock. I think it's just one of those things. He just hasn't found the net, obviously. Uh, speaking to you know the, the Red Wings game again, like I said, plenty of opportunities. They just failed to find the back of the net. I think that's kind of what's going on for Pasternak here. He's had the chances. He's gotten the ice time. They've had so many power plays, uh, especially last game. 
and it just you know it's not falling for him but only two goals behind the leader there's still plenty of time left in the season he's I, I definitely see him making a push for that top scorer spot oh I mean for sure and it, it speaks you know just measures to the fact that he's only scored once in his last seven games and he has only two goals out of the like the lead in the league so he's had such a good season up to this point that seven game like one goal in seven games has barely impacted how far behind he's fallen in this race that being said if we go over to the goalie side of the nhl tuka rask has the top goals against average sitting at 2.14 goals against average uh, and I learned this while Halak and Rask don't have the most shutouts. Uh, well, neither of them have the most shutouts combined. They do with each of them having three, which tops the the number one guy with five. So this goes back to the conversation. We have a lot of the two, you know, you get to see two different looks. If we had one, uh, one goaltender is most likely we'd be in top and shutouts as well. I am just kind of rambling now, but you know, I'm very excited for playoff hockey. I don't know how many times I have to say it. I'm literally counting down the days until the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm just ready to see this team back in action. They're, they look so good. It's so fun to watch. And uh, obviously, we have to get through the rest of the season. I'm not going to wish that away because there's still plenty of games left to be played. But going to be a fun one coming down the stretch, looking towards the playoffs to just see how this Boston Bruins team can do. And I think with that, we can flip it over to the New England Patriots, who basically nothing has happened. Uh, yeah, I mean it's the it's the week after the Super Bowl, so this is probably this next month is probably the least amount of football information you're going to get, barring some crazy thing. Uh, did we cover this last week? I know I put it in the document, but I couldn't remember if we when it when it came out. That's Stephon Gilmore was named the Defensive Player of the Year, a very well deserved award uh james i don't know if you can list off some stats that he has six interceptions two of which were returned to touch uh four touchdowns i can't give you a whole lot of other information without looking it up beyond that because those are like the two most prominent but a guy that you know from game to game isn't talked about a lot but he's just subtly such a good football player that it's really no surprise that he ends up with this award. Absolutely. I think, I again, I don't have the stats up here either. I guess we could have been a little bit better prepared. But I think uh, uh, when, when quarterbacks would throw to the receiver he was covering, I think the completion percentage was something around 10 or less than 10%. He did not give up a lot of catches. And uh, just a, uh, a well-deserved award and kind of like a, you know, a silver lining to what ended up being, you know, a pretty disappointing end to the season. Oh, for sure. And that's real. I mean, that's basically all we have for Patriots. We don't know what Tom Brady's going to do. We're not. Yeah, gonna... If you're here for Tom Brady trade rumors or signing rumors, conspiracy, wrong podcast, wrong conspiracy. podcast. Go listen to first take with Stephen A and that other idiot. Max I'm Kelly. sorry. That, that had that. Hit. No, I know what his name is. Wow. This is. Back to that our hit. Nicholas hates first take ESPN, Max no, Kellerman, just, anyone else who no, talks about sports, it. and every other person in the world take. No, no, that's not a take. I Well, the take is I hate Max Kellerman. Yeah. Wonderful. The only other exciting thing that even is remotely tied to football is the oh, XFL. Oh, no, can we talk about the Chiefs parade? Oh. And yeah. how a police chase ended in the, within the parade. I thought we didn't promote other teams, but continue. Oh, no, the Chiefs still suck, but 
They That's don't suck. They won. They literally I know. won. I, the I know. I know. I know. I just wanted to mention that because, like, I don't know. No, it's good. So, yeah, like you said, please chase ended in the middle. The of XFL. No. That, and now you just took everything I've done and made okay. it somehow worse. Uh, but like you said, police chase ended in the middle of the Chiefs parade, and then um, among many of the, you know, Instagram, social media highlights that came from this week, uh, what else? Patrick Mahomes cleanly one-handing a beer before chugging it, pouring another one off of a bus onto Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid one-handing a football, making one of the most athletic plays other than eating in his career. And I didn't know if you noticed this, Nicholas, but when Andy Reid drinks a beer, he actually just eats the whole can. And that's how he consumes it. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. How many can he consume at once? (laughs) I got to think it's at least three. Oh, at one single time, just in one mouthful? Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. We are are not good at this. Nope. Uh, Did you also see there was one? I I think it was Mahomes who threw a beer like into the crowd type of thing. And so naturally a bunch of people were kind of like racing to, uh, yeah. to catch it. And some guy ran into, into like a parking, parking meter. meter. <laughs> Literally got knocked yeah, over. Got like bodied by bodied. a parking meter. And then Patrick yes. Mahomes like tweeted later, yo, is that parking meter okay or something? Like, no, he died. Yeah, is it's the, the, is the parking meter guy okay or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, now that all of this is ruined, the XFL is a thing. It existed. Everyone lost their minds over it. Said we should completely rework the NFL to meet the XFL's rules, even though people were just short of dying on that field. My favorite thing to come of this, though, is the the sideline interviews. I don't know if you've seen these, but a no, kicker got I, a field I, I goal blocked. About the XFL. Okay, so a kicker got a field goal blocked, which got returned for a touchdown. The kicker, the second he got off the field, there's a reporter with a mic there asking him how, like, how do you feel about how this play went down? And it is the best. Yeah, I saw. I've seen multiple tweets, like very conflicting opinions on the XFL. Like people are like, oh, this is the greatest. Like it's so entertaining. And then other people are just like, this is dumb and just feels like somehow tries to fill the void that football has left like the nfl football has left in our our souls yeah i mean it's nothing crazy personally i didn't watch any of the games i just was forced to see highlights online uh it looked like if you it's gonna be one of those things where everyone's gonna be hyped for the first week and then it's just gonna fall off i bet i bet viewership is going to plummet in the coming weeks oh for sure the only thing that makes me think that this might still work is the fact that a lot of the games were broadcast slash streamed on a platforms like YouTube, which is very easy to access for literally anyone, and it makes watching the game a lot easier. So that could go in their favor. But other than that, I mean, I don't see myself watching the DC Defenders or the Seattle Dragons go at it. How do you even know team names? Because I'm forced to watch the highlights in the memes that being said all this all this aside if boston were to get an xfl team i'd look into it i'd look into it i i don't think you can replace the void that the patriots leave in our hearts no god no god no i can't I, you can't but i'm just saying i mean we're a long way from football I'd, there's a lot of I'd desperate give it people a, i'd give it a shot you know what i'm saying oh of course uh I mean, with that, I really, we've hit the XFL, so you know we're out of things to talk about. Oh, yeah. I think that's going to just about wrap up this very baseball-heavy show for once in a long, long time. 
So, if you did enjoy this episode, please leave a rating, leave a comment, let us know how we're doing, what you liked, what you didn't on whatever platform you listen to your podcasts on. Follow our social medias on Instagram at Brady Bros Boston, on YouTube at Brady Bros. We just uploaded a new video, so go just watch it. Upload it. Yeah, go watch that. It's good, kind of. I'll let you do Twitters. Uh, yeah, my Twitter is Brady Bros. Nick James's Twitter is James B underscore Boston. And uh, I'll reiterate what you said real quick. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really do appreciate the support. And we don't do this a lot, but I'm going to ask, can you guys, if you're listening, tell a friend. Tell someone about it. Someone you think would enjoy the podcast. We really would like to get it out there to more people. And, you know, if you guys just, if everyone were to tell a friend, that'd be great. It would help immensely, and we would really appreciate it. Also, Thank you guys again. Uh, no, I know I didn't want to close out the show, James. No, Go I ahead. Add something. Also, really quickly, if you have not already subscribed to our podcast on once again whatever platform you listen on, do that. That way, each week it just shows up for you. You don't have to go looking for it. You don't have to remember to search for a podcast. It will just be there waiting your for you. Your phone also automatically downloads it. That too, depending on your settings. So that's kind of an iffy statement. But yeah, your so subscribe. Phone might automatically download it. <laughs> subscribe to our podcast on your preferred I just podcast want to keep listening James. platform. Thank you guys again so much. We will see you next week. See ya.